7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabi Somosia. SAFM has signed a code of conduct that is enforced by the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Under the code, we are committed to giving news that is accurate, comment that is fair, and programming that is not harmful, does not amount to hate speech, or contain violence or explicit sex. If you think we are not living up to that code, then you can inform the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. Direct any complaints in writing to the Broadcasting Complaints Commission of South Africa. PO Box 142365. Craig Hall 2024 fax to 011-326-3198 or an email to bccsa at nabsa.co.za For more information, please visit www.bccsa.co.za Well, I'm old. <laughs> I, was, uh, I became a, the sport that I love most and I play is golf. You know, I've been associated with golf since 1937 when I was a kid. Uh, but then I only started to play as a golfer in 1947 uh, when I left school. It's a sport I love. You know, I, I stopped playing golf in 1953 when politics had taken completely over me. And uh, I stopped to play in 1953, and I started to play again in 1993, exactly 40 years later, and I'm still at it, even now. A lot of people would say the politics Bamlangin is speaking of is through the Ravonia trial, the likes of the Susulus, the likes of the Mandelas, uh, the four founding fathers of this democracy we have in South Africa. Who is Bamlangini? If I can ask that way, for the young generation, Abu Tabiso's told, who know nothing of the strife that you guys, people like yourself, went through to bring us where we are. I'm not in the class of Osisulu and Mandela. Uh, if you want to know more about me, you must read my book, which is coming out, I think, in October. Then you'll know who is this Milagiri. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm an ordinary person, uh, grew up in. Uh, Prospect Township, and later in Peeville. Uh, when I was in Peeville, I studied, att- attended school there in Peeville, and later to St. Peter's Secondary School, where O.R. Tambo was my teacher. Yeah. Peeville, just down the road from, in fact, just up the road from the Silver to golf, uh, a golf course as well. What? I said it's it? just down the road from the Silver to golf course where you, uh, you obviously played. Yeah, oh yes. It was not like this before. Uh, but it has improved now a great deal. And uh, most of the players who live in Pimville just cross the street and they're on a golf course. Well, good evening, everybody, and uh, thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot on uh, tonight with me, Tabi Somosia, Katlako Mudiba, and uh, Timmy T producing the show with Sylvester Komane in technical. It is a Boxing Wednesday, and we like to talk all things that have to do with the sweet science that is boxing on a Wednesday, but uh, we thought it was very important for us just to pay tribute to the late struggle stalwart, Mr. Andrew Langen, who passed away last night. He had a love and a passion for sport, especially golf and chess, and uh, that's why we started the show with that clip of Istaland, where we has an annual golf day that raises funds for charity and helps in uh, developing golfers from previously disadvantaged areas. And I've covered that golf day over the years and some good work is done there. And uh, credit to everybody that's involved. And uh, the interview that we played or the clip that we played is from a 2013 interview that he had done with SABC's uh, Tabiso Sitole. And we thought it was important that we just highlight the men's uh, love for golf there. And, uh, and our condolences once again to his family and uh, tonight on the show though if there was ever a Isitalanwe awarded for boxing then our guest this evening should be one of the first recipients this is a man who has covered boxing for years and remains dedicated to the craft of writing and commentating about the sport sometimes he's the only one when you go to a boxing tournament and you look for boxing journalist that's the only guy that you'll find there you'll find him with his pen and paper writing and then after that he's got the mic and he's commentating at the same time and his support for our beautiful 
beautiful uh, sport uh, over the years has really been immense his contribution has been amazing and you know if you want to read about boxing news you have to get the Soweto and you have to watch SABC's TKO boxing show to hear what Mr. Bongani Makasela has to say because he is the authority when it comes to boxing in South Africa so we've invited the man that they call the Duck Destroyer uh, to talk to us this evening about his love for boxing but also pick his brain uh, on a number of issues why is there a lack of boxing writers why does he always seem to be the only one or you can count them in one hand the boxing writers um, in the country there I know there's Mesuli Zifo in the in, in the Eastern Cape I know we've got Bido at the Daily Sun and Andisiwa Mali there at Power FM uh, but there, there are really not a lot of people that cover boxing in South Africa so we're going to find out from Mr. Bongani Makasela why is this the case and what does he make of the state of boxing in the country who are some of his favorites and maybe he can give us a scoop or two maybe some breaking news tonight who knows he's always got something up his sleeve the man that they call the duck destroyer and if you ever come across him if you want to share anything if you want to ask him anything about boxing i'm sure he will have the answer for you mr bongani makasela he'll be our guest tonight on safm spot on you can send us your voice notes to this whatsapp number 061 or you can sms us on 41391 if you want to speak to him directly then the number to call is 0891-104207. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. So, as I've mentioned, we're going to be in conversation with a boxing writer, boxing commentator, Mr. Everything when it comes to boxing, a jack of all trades, Mr. Bongani Makasela, just to trace back his journey, to talk about his love for boxing, to get his thoughts on what's currently happening in the country. And you can send those voice notes to 061-4104-107 or you can SMS us 41391 or you can call us directly on 891 Before we say good evening to the Duck Destroyer, let's play this message for him the story of south african boxing would never be complete without mention of names like pongani magazela a dedicated writer scholar and reporter of boxing very fair objective consistent and open-minded writer prabongs as we often passionately refer to him is part of the boxing landscape in many ways he serves Boxing South Africa as a sanctioning committee member, but also as a member of the Boxing Awards Adjudication Committee. That unfortunately has costed him the recognition which he so much deserves, uh, particularly now after the return of the Boxing Awards in 2017. Back then in 2003, he won the Print Media Personality of the Year. I think it was a joint victory between him and Junior Mutei. He came back again in 2009 and was honored with Media Personality of the Year. And when Boxing Awards returned in 2017, he focused most of his energy towards recognizing others by serving in the Boxing Awards Committee. Prabongs, that's the man. The story of boxing in South Africa would be told in terms of before and after giants like Prabongs. I don't even know if I can say anything after that. Maybe the show can just end because uh, Boxing SAC, oh, Mr. Tsululi Jaga has taken all the words uh, that I was going to say this evening. But let's welcome the man himself, Mr. Bongani Makasela. Brabongs, good evening, sir, and thank you for agreeing to speak to us on SAFM tonight. I know you don't like to talk a lot about yourself. so <laughs> and your and your listeners. <laughs> I don't know whether the CEO is actually referring to me or someone else because I am just an end trying to make a difference in the sport of boxing. Look, there are people who matter in this sport, and I strongly believe that I am definitely not one of them. Well, if you hear the words from the CEO, then maybe you can realize that you are actually one of them. You've made an impact and you matter to a lot of people like us, Brabongs. And that's why we wanted to invite you tonight and just to trace back your journey. And maybe that's where we should start. I mean, where is Bongani Makasela from? Because we always just see your byline in the newspaper there. But where does this duck destroyer come from? A boy... A, a, a Swati by nature, who eventually became a Zulu, from originate from uh, uh, Lady Smith in Nambiti, 150. Uh, also, spent quality time in Joburg because, uh, you know, our parents would have 
you know, houses here in Joburg and also in the homelands where they originate. So, yeah, Joburg and the Guazulu Natal is where uh, Bongan Makaseva comes from. And then, where does the love for boxing then come from? Uh, I can simply say that uh, it's from the genes, the DNA. My father was a boxer. Mm. He did not box professionally. Uh, he ended up in jail for accidentally punching to death a, a white a white man who was a ticket examiner. You know, those guys in the trains would be checking tickets and stuff like that because my father, the story we were told is that he was reading his newspaper and this gentleman just grabbed his newspaper, threw it away and asked him who the hell does he think he is when he is standing in front of him demanding his ticket. So my old man stood up, loosened his necktie, and he connected with the left hook, and the gentleman fell on his back and died. So that was the end of his uh, career. And uh, yeah, so I'm from a boxing family because even my cousin, Elias Makasela, a lot of people know him as a runner in Gwazulu Natal, the only person who could beat him back then was Johnny Kichima Alvastad. Uh, mm. He was also a boxer. He boxed together with Bob Maxwell, the Malina family. And uh, yeah, I mean, when I was schooling down in KZ, and I boxed with uh, Sugar Boy's younger brother, mm. Uplek, they used to call him Uplek. Uh, his name was Moses. Yeah, so... And also, uh, some, some information that a lot of people who know me are not aware of that I was a very good soccer player. I was supposed to play for Morocco Swallows. Huh. When Brad John, uh, during the time, yeah, you know, when you talk about the Quark, you talk about the Ivan Gosas of this world, Boskeget huh. uh, and Zapo and the likes. I was supposed to have joined Morocco Swallows at that time. There was a gentleman called John H. Abulani next to Case College. He was an official at Morocco Swallows, but Things did not go well, so that's how, you know, I couldn't play professionally. But I played for a number of teams. Uh, you know, Pimville, Dion, I scored goals for them. Mm. Were you a you striker? Know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have never thought. And what about boxing? I mean, I once heard on TV, I think you were talking to Kwena, where you said you boxed a little bit, uh, but you didn't go pro. Is that correct? That's correct, my brother. I boxed as an amateur for quite some time. And one of uh, the gentlemen that I was uh, privileged to have uh, exchanged blows with or against was the late Jacob Dancing Shoes Murake. He was my stablemate. We trained together at a gym inside the Jablan Men's Hostel, which was closer to uh, the family house as only because that is where I come from. Uh, the gym was called... Uh, Golden City. Uh, we had a number of boxers uh, training there. Philip Nguyenya, Goodman Shongwane, Dexter, Arazamini would visit us. And yes, I did box professional. I mean, uh, as an amateur. And let me tell you something for nothing. Tabiso. Uh, uh, I was a very good boxer. I was talented. But I did not go far. I got involved in politics because things did not go well after our father passed away, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the long and short of it. And and when you say you were involved in politics, in what way, Brabong? As in, I was heavily, heavily involved in, poti- in politics to an extent that, you know, I was also a part of uh, the so-called action committee. We were like the soldiers. Uh, I prefer to, to end it there because a lot of it <laughs> was not good. But basically, we would be uh, assigned to deal with those who were deemed uh, sellouts. Okay, I see what so, you mean. Yeah, but actually, I studied law. I couldn't finish it. The intention was to become a lawyer because my cousin, Upe Gimlangin, who was blown by a letter bomb, the ANC guy, actually influenced me to take up that profession. But mm. Like I said, that after the passing on of uh, our father, mm. you know, things did not go well financially. So, yes, I uh, incidentally 
you know, became a journalist. I became a journalist by default. I worked for a company known as ISAPA. I was in the administration department who also, I mean, with the intention, obviously, of becoming something which I didn't know. Hmm. How come I joined SAPA? is because I had met uh, a number of uh, guys like the late H.P. Harold Pongola, who used to come to our gym to interview Uche when he was preparing for a fight. Hmm. So I, I developed the love, you know, for, for, for journalism. But actually, I wanted to see myself in radio or on radio because when I grew up, I had this thing which was very strange. Uh, you know, back then we had to, I'm a wildlands, you know, mm. the Nyano radio. Every time there was a, a radio at home, it, it, it will break because... I would ask questions as to how are these people talking behind this thing because I can't see them. So I would open the radio when I'm alone to check if there are people behind it. And yeah, basically that is how the whole thing happened. So I eventually joined SAPA. When I got to SAPA, I met, uh, you know, very experienced and uh, loving guys like Billy Cooper who writes football. Mark Bray was a boxing writer. Ray Williams, the doyen of South African boxing journalism. You know, the Russell Nortons, they gave me the opportunity to actually, you know, to try my hand in, in writing. Okay, and that's where I want to take the conversation now, but I'm still stuck at you opening the radio to see who is inside. I'm sure you were looking for a cancer sumkunu there. <laughs> we'll continue after this break. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Still in conversation with uh, Mr. Bongani Makasela, a boxing essays journalist of the year, a former winner, of course, of the awards. He also has an award for excellence in a boxing. And uh, as we heard from the CEO of Boxing South Africa, is also involved or assisting BSA in some of their structures. He's just telling us about his journey, and you can send us those voice notes to 0614104107. Brabongs, you said that you fell into this writing thing incidentally so did you immediately fall into boxing writing or were you writing about other other stuff so when i joined sapa i was uh, an all-rounder uh, the guys at sapa gave me the opportunity to express myself in every way possible so i did politics i did uh, crime i did hard news i ended up being a horse racing editor and stuff like that but uh, because you know, of the love of the, the, the of boxing that I had in me, I spoke to the editor, uh, who was, uh, his name was Bill McCain, to say, is it possible that I can join the sports department because I want to contribute, you know, to the betterment of, uh, you know, the sport of boxing. So he said, with the greatest of pleasure. Mm. So Mark Bay introduced me to the game. He was uh, uh, Sapa's chief uh, boxing writer. I continued doing football for like 10 years. Because the Abafana, like Buma, uh, Penny McCarthy, and all those guys, Bakulele, right in front of me. I traveled all over the world with them, the Matthew Put and stuff like that. Mm. So, yeah, I decided at some stage that, you know what, let me focus in boxing. Because I was doing everything that has had to do with sport. So the editor said, no problem, go for it. So I was taking uh, for a, an in-house uh, training for like four years. And I also I was enrolled for many courses, you know, because I had not been trained as a journalist. So I did all that and, you know, I did very well to get all the qualifications that were required. I then, you know, started writing. And, uh, yeah. On, on that the note... The boxing came back and... Is, is... Been, uh, is it a concern for you on that note then, Mr. Bongani Makasela, that um, I did say at the top of the show that there are not a lot of boxing writers at the moment. I mean, you are the reference point or the authority for, for, for many. You're always consist- consistently writing about boxing. Is that a concern for you or why do you think there's just a lack of boxing writers? Tabiso, uh, I can simply say that it's subject matter. I think everybody and anybody can write about boxing, but the difference will be subject matter. You, you cannot excel in what you do when you don't understand, you know, the T's and the C's of that particular quote. Uh, what made life easier for me in the sport of boxing is that when I started writing uh, 
fully about boxing. I requested that I focus mainly in amateurs. Why? It's because I did not want to go with the mentality that I know the game simply because I had boxed. But I wanted to start from scratch. So what happened was I would go to a boxing gym, put on my gear, train with the boxers, the amateurs, sometimes even spar with them, conduct interviews while, you know, doing sparring, just to make them understand that I am not just, you know, this man who's holding a pen, but I know the pain, the suffering, the commitment, the everything you can think of the sport of boxing. And that actually made me a go-to man when all, all the youngsters that... You know, I used to attend their fights, ten professionals, the likes of Catalan, the Silence Momuga, because they knew, they know, they knew that I knew them even when they were nobodies, the likes of, you know, Osborne Mashiman. So I wouldn't say there is a big problem as such in terms of, you know, journalists not writing about the sport. The question is the subject matter. Mm. You, you've got to know your boxing to be able to write about it, because even the language. Mm. It has got its own language. And also remember that you are writing for a fraternity that knows their sport. Boxing followers are passionate about boxing. You can't fool them. On that note, I did say that if you want to read about boxing, you have to get the Soviet on almost on a daily basis because there are always stories there about boxing from Mongani Makasela or some others prefer to go online. And we've got the Soviet sports editor on the line, Kareng Mach. And Kareng, good evening. Thanks for joining us on SAFM again. Good evening, Tavisho. Thanks for inviting us. Thank you. We're celebrating this man here. We're looking back at his journey. But for you, when did you first come across Mongani Makasela? No, yeah, I think it must. I, I've, I've been trying to think. I think it must have been in the 2000s. Um, uh, I think we met. Uh, he was. He must have been doing football. Uh, this Vodacom Challenge. Remember, there was a tournament. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we might have met in Mafiking or Deren, One of those we used to play um, one weekend in Mafiking and moved to Deren and all that. Uh, we traveled together uh, to Deren. Um, um, in, in in that time, but also I I I, I had, had some boxing events. I, I used to go when I was still uh, in ten. Yeah. Uh, I remember meeting him um, again at the Pactonian Hotel in Bramfontein. There was a boxing. I was dinner there, and uh, I remember we spoke there just for the first time. You might not remember, but I was still young. <laughs> I had gone with other colleagues like Tim Mulubi and Amos Mangwanyesu. I was still um, I was still in ten new uh, in Jobek, uh, but I remember we, we spoke briefly there. And with everybody or, or a lot of people writing about football, that I mean that's the most popular sport in the country, Kareng. How crucial then is uh, Bongani Makasela role as a boxing writer in this media space? Well, he's an authoritative voice. Um, I don't think uh, um, he misses anything in the. Yeah. In the boxing fraternity, if a story breaks, he will most likely be the first person to know. Be it uh, somebody testing positive for drugs or an unfortunate death in the sport. So he knows a lot of uh, what is happening in the sport. And um, he, he managed to do that by, 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 by working hard, as he has been saying, uh, knowing the people, even participating in the, in the game and, and sparring with boxers. And taking time to know them beyond just reporting about them, just to know their personalities. And I think it's a trait that uh, a lot of us can can take from him to say when we're writing about the subject, don't just uh, concentrate on on the field stuff. Know what's happening off the field. Um, when a player is missed uh, training, just try and find out what is uh, what might be uh, a problem. So Brabongs is very familiar with almost everybody in boxing, and it's a trait that we need to, to, to take from him. Um, I've had a conversation with him about that, hmm. saying maybe we, we, he should look to groom others. Um, but the, 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 the thing is, the people must be interested. That's another thing. The young people as well must be interested to, to, to want to learn from him. It shouldn't be a case of him forcing himself uh, on 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 young 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 writers, they must seek to know to say we want to be like you. Mm. And he is he, he's, he's a veteran. He is always um, 
on time in terms of his work. When we have a query, we send him an email, he replies and he explains if there's something that you don't understand. And that, 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 that's a sign, a sign of a professional, uh, somebody who's been in the game for so long. And he doesn't look at us and say, you are not going to tell me anything because I'm older than you. He doesn't have that attitude at all. I can I can attest that he is a very professional person. In the office, everybody gets along with him. He's never angry. He's always available to, to help, even even on matters that are not work-related. You can approach him about a personal matter. He can uh, offer advice here and there. So mm-hmm. his personality is very great. Just the last one, the last time we spoke to you in Kareng about football journalism or football writing in the country, you were telling us how you have to guide your writers or just overlook their work to make sure that they're on the right track. Do you have to do the same thing with the Bongani Makasela as an editor? Well, uh, look, Brabons knows his subject. Um, and, and as he said, he, he can also venture into football. He he, he helps us um, yeah. occasionally on football when we have big uh, occasions like uh, the Derby. Um, a few weeks ago, we were celebrating 2010 World Cup. 20. He was able to help. Uh, he's an all-rounder. So uh, sometimes he does come up with uh, stories. Then if I ask that, you know, maybe we can pursue this angle. He doesn't dispute that he sees, um, that's the thing, in journalism, you, you never stop learning. That's why um, uh-huh. uh, people like Rabongs are always able to listen if you say, maybe let's pursue this angle. He's, he's able to say, okay, no, I agree with you. Sometimes he even advises me and uh-huh. the, the younger people that he work with say, no, 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 let's, let's pursue this. So uh, in journalism, um, um, it works like that. You have to listen to advice. And also be able to take advice yourself and then give it to somebody. And I've, I've interacted with him on some of the stories. And we have that kind of working relationship. There's never any, 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 any conflict in that regard. Great. Thanks for joining our conversation here in Kareng. We just wanted to get uh, as many voices as we can here uh, just to celebrate uh, Brabong's Makasela here. And I've got a feeling everybody will say the same thing there. Brabong's, from what Ngareng has said, um, what do you look for when you cover a fight, a boxing fight? For example, in soccer, it will be team news, it will be injuries, it will be head-to-head and so forth. For, for, for boxing, how do you approach it? Yeah, first thing, first, Tabilo, is to think as a boxer myself. I put myself in their shoes to say, so when I wake up every morning to go and do my work, and uh, at the end of it all, I must be rewarded. So the first thing that I do is I try to get into or under the boxer's skin to find out about you know the family life. Yeah. Who are they? Why boxing? When there's so many things that they can do. If a boy looks handsome, I tell him, why don't you try modeling? This, that, because this part of boxing is dangerous, love, love, and all those things. I, I want conviction. I don't just, you know, because it's been announced that boxer A will fight boxer B. At some point, you know, I, I come out very negative to, a, to an extent that there's been situations where promoters, you know, didn't like me mm. because I would discourage. <clears throat> Okay. I would discourage boxers to fight for the sake of fighting. I remember, for example, when it was announced that Philip Lowe was to fight Keshas Baloy. I tried my utmost best. I would drive to Keshas Baloy's flat. I would drive to Philip Lowe's place to say, why? You guys are homeboys. You are friends. You, Philip Lowe, when you fought the last time in the amateurs, I was there in, in uh, Kalaburwa. You said you are looking up to Keshas. Why must you fight him now? How are the, the families going to look at each other after you guys have fought? Why this animosity? You know, stuff like that. Is the fight fought under, you know, your instructions in terms of, you know, past money? Did you demand? Are you getting paid money that you wanted or you are doing this? for? You know, stuff like that. So for me, it's not about, you know, the two boxers exchanging hands. It's someone getting an appointment to go and present a skill to be just to be able to end some with the family afterwards.
ask because I've seen uh, that when you do your stories, you always go deeper than just the boxing. You always tell their life stories. So I'm glad that you've touched on that. I mean, I know some of the stories that you've even covered about Love Mondo, who's based in Australia. We've, we learn a lot about Love Mondo every time you speak about him. Why is that important to you? Uh, the Love Mondo story uh, has to be told uh, uh, simply because Boxing is always regarded as a sport of the uneducated. It's a barbaric sport. But then again, you sit back and say, here is a guy, despite his brains having been rocked or shaken too many times during his boxing days, he turned his life around for the better. He educated himself with his past money when he relocated to Australia. He ended up having, I think, eight degrees. Not only that, today we are talking about a man who has his own law firm. He employs lawyers. He is a lawyer. So in other words, boxing is, if given the, the respect it deserves, is it can be a game changer, can be a life changer. But I always advise fighters that you, you, you don't need to stay longer. Get something if you've you know, you've been very fortunate to be able to save some pennies. Do something else and get out while your brains are still intact because this sport can be very dangerous. I mean, you look at uh, the guys like uh, Tommy Hens. Mm. Talk about the legends of this game. They are, their names appear up there, in, I mean, in the top. But what do they have to show for their, you know, uh, status or for their longevity in the game? They are penniless, and here upstairs they are not okay. You then become a sorry state to your family. I don't think that your mother and your father will be happy to to, to actually become. Can I use the, for the lack of better word to 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 babysit you when you are supposed to be looking after them simply because you got involved in this sport of boxing? Mm. So those are the things that I look out uh, for when I talk to the boxers because. Like I say, that with boxing, it, it, it takes one punch to either make or break you. I've seen boxers getting destroyed. I've seen boxers die in front of me. I've seen boxers making it big in boxing without being given the recognition they deserve because they are involved in a sport that is regarded as being barbaric when it can actually turn people's life around for the better. On that note, what do you make of how the career of a Philip Ndo turned out? Uh, I uh, I stand to be corrected, but I think uh, the biggest problem uh, for me was the type of sparring partner, uh, sparring sessions he was involved in the gym. You know, uh, Philip was known as this uh, tough nut to crack. To crack. So at some point, when I visited the gym, I would find Philip know a junior light or lightweight. You know, exchanging heavy leather with junior meals. Sometimes the guys like Bo William Harry would come to the gym and he would stand right in front of them and exchange heavy leather because there was this belief that he is tough. Mm-hmm. Yet we all know that man is not a steel. So I think those sparring sessions actually damaged the guy uh, to a point that, you know, it ended, or they ended his career prematurely when he should have been guided. You know, carefully with uh, opponents being selected carefully until we were all convinced that, you know what, he knows his way around and he's shown us that he can take. Because to steal from Muhammad Ali's book, he says, you are not the best because of, you know, what you do inside the ring or how you knock opponents out, but simply because of how you absorb punches. The punches that you absorb are the ones that make you the greatest. So, yes. Like I said, I could be wrong, but I think that that was the real reason why Philip Lowe's career ended prematurely. Eastern Cape is known as the mecca of boxing in South Africa. Is it still the mecca, in your opinion, Bongani Makasela? I strongly believe it will remain the mecca eh, of boxing, Tabiso, eh, because, you know, you go to the Eastern Cape. It's not about what you see inside the ring. It's the attitude from... The grannies walking in the street, the old timers having drinks and talking about the sport. So, before you know it, while you are still, you know, making noise about the Azinga Fuzile, there's 10 other Azinga Fuzile in the amateur that you're having heard of. 
It's just that, unfortunately, you know, these days things are not going the way they did uh, previously or in some 10, 15 years ago where all the boxers in the country were given opportunities to showcase their skills. Today, it depends who are you with. Promoters will only think of particular boxers when they want stepping stones for boxers that they are promoting. So as a result, you know, somehow one would say Eastern Cape used to be a mecca of boxing. Country. No, no, no. It still is if only promoters were fair in giving every individual trainer stable in the country as it was the case before opportunities to fight. And we've got on the line one of the Eastern Cape's most loved sons, Zolani Tete, who joins us. Uh, Lasbon, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Pudam, and good evening, Nagutabongs, and thanks for also having me on the show. Thanks, Bra. We called you on the show because I know Ubrabongs has covered a lot of your fights. There's always a story or stories about you before you fight uh, uh, from Ubrabongs. How have you found working with him? Uh, when we talk about Utabongs, no price. You speak of a person who knows firstly the smell of a glove. Ah. A person that wants nothing but the best for a boxer and the sport in general. Mm. Uh, Utabongs, uh, he, he would call me at times out of the blue just to check up on me. There is no fight. Uh, there is nothing about a fight, but he's just checking up on me. So no, I'm fine. No, you're I, I thought I should check up on you. Mm. You know, it's very rare to find someone who is in Tabong's caliber to just call you and say, no, I'm just checking up on you. So to me, he, he, he is that person who can sacrifice his time, you know, uh, to do what he loves for the sport, which is to check up on us. I believe I'm not the only one Utabongs is checking. There's a lot of boxers that Utabongs make sure that he's got a communication with. He's that person who wants to see you close to him. He wants to see you excel in the sport of boxing. And he's the person who calls a spade a spade, if truth needs to be told. And that's what I like about him. When we need advices, Utabongs will always be there. So to me, uh, Utabongs is one of the best persons that has made me grow, you know, in the sport of boxing. And and not only that, I've seen in the stories he also takes interest in your life outside boxing. He writes about your family. He writes about your mother. I remember uh, when uh, there was the, the 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 issue with the with the leg and the donation from Patrice Mutsipe. He was covering that story. You know, I was I was so surprised when Utabongs uh, uh, wrote about the story, and it touched me inside because. Uh, the person who was writing about the story is, is from Johannesburg, and I'm based in East London. And 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 Utabongs was the first person to say, "Say, I I listened to your interview, and I was so touched." And you know, he he made it he made it feel real when it it didn't even happen. Mm-hmm. So I was I was like, "Hey, uh-uh, no, I must definitely do this thing." And I know I'm not I'm not wasting my mind about doing this thing because I've got people. Uh, that are supporting me, people like Otabongs, Otamla, who were there and and supporting me going through the going through Londonley and Utah. So I'm 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 very happy of having Utabongs in my life because I take him as if he's in my life because mm. whenever there's anything about Zolani Tete, Utabongs is it puts up his phone, he takes his phone, calls me, and says, This is this is what I'm hearing about you and I would be shocked because I didn't think Utabongs would call me and, and, and tell me uh, exactly what is happening. He would, he would search about things uh, under my name and he would find things and tell me about those things. And I would be so excited because I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know if that was really happening. But because Utabongs is telling me that, except this, this is what has been said about your name. How do you feel about it? And I would, I would be so excited because it means this thing Utabongs that is telling me is real. And he's also not shy to criticize when he has to. Prabongs, what can you? T- why is this young? Why is Zolani so special to you? Because you really write a lot of touching stories about Uzolani, and and you're not shy to criticize because I remember when you lost to Casimero, there was that headline where they, they paid for zigging when it should have zagged against Casimero. Yes, Tabiso, uh, Uzolani is like a son to me. Uh, you know, when he talked about his mother, uh, the lake, I was like, hang on. A youngster like this one, 
he's going to be fighting a day or either a day before or a day after his birthday uh, uh, celebration. Instead of, you know, pampering himself, mm. he's going he's gonna to take his best money and uh, use it to buy his mother a prosthetic leg. I said, no, you know what? This is actually an, an old man trapped in a young body. Let me try and assist where I can to make sure that his dream become a reality. And it's very rare that you will find a youngster, uh, Tabiso, thinking along those lines. Our boxers, when they have 200, 500,000, when they think of cars, you know, gold chains, expensive, uh, you know, clothes and stuff like that. But Uzolani said to himself, I corner, I'm not going to enjoy my money the way, you know, a guy or a boxer in my teams or in my whatever would. Instead, when we go to the gym, we go with our father. It's myself, Uzolani, and my brother, Magazole, and our father is part of the gym. Abu Sisibami are married. My mother is left alone in the house. She can't walk around the way she wants because of this leg. So why don't I meet her halfway? Yes, it's not her leg, it's a prosthetic leg, but surely that will make life easier for her to be able to move around and do things for herself. And that will touch me, not only me, but also Patrice Muzipe, who flew me down to East London hmm. to donate about 120000 if I'm not mistaken, hmm. for making, I mean, to make sure that, you know, the patients of uh, the prosthetic leg was... On. So yeah, that's 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 the reason why up till today, <laughs> it's not only Uzolani yes, who is yes, yes. my heart. Uh, Tadis, mm. all the fighters. Sometimes I give boxers my clothes. Mm. I didn't have to say this, uh, or, mm. uh, 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 because I'm not doing these things looking for publicity. I buy food for boxers. I visit boxers where they stay. I buy food for them. I give them clothes and stuff like that because I believe that I am a frustrated boxer. So these boxers are actually helping me to do what I could have done if things not if things went the way I wanted to be as an aspirant fighter. So they represent me. Why not help where I can? I'm going to go to the voice notes. Do you think South African boxers get what they deserve or earn what they deserve, Prabongs? Yes and no, Tadiso. Yes, in a sense that nobody puts a gun on their heads to say, I am going to give you 10 grand, take it or leave it. No, in a sense that a majority of them are not part of the negotiations for their past money. So the truth must be told. It hurts that in this day and age, a boxer, professional boxer to be precise, gets inside the ring and walks out with a paycheck of five grand. Remember, that five grand for a four-rounder, it's not all his. He's got to share it with a trainer and a manager. This person puts his life or her life at stake. Anything can happen in that rope square for five grand. It happened at some point with a boxer from Wazulu Natal who was involved in, an, uh, in a fight at the uh, Hammanskral. Accidental flash of heads happened. Boom. He had to be rushed to the hospital. The operation alone was 120,000. He fought for six grand. Fortunately, a promoter by the name of Roddy Berman, you know, foot the bill. He paid everything, but that was the end of the career for that box. So, Icon, something drastic needs to happen in terms of person money for the boxers. But the only way that will happen is for is only when the national broadcaster, which is SAPC, comes back to boxing, not just to be seen to be in boxing, but to make sure that it, the sport is given one the right slot. 10 o'clock on Friday night is just not on. The youth is asleep. Potential sponsors, you know, they had a long week. By 10, they want to go and rest. 
to uh, negotiate, you know, uh, broadcasting rights with boxers, not promoters. It's only in this country where a promoter actually owns the broadcasting rights. In other parts of the world, it's boxers who own broadcasting rights. Otherwise, Lennox Lewis would not have flown to South Africa to fight uh, Hasim Rahman in the early hours, around 5 a.m., if he did not own the rights. So HBO had to follow him because Lennox Lewis called the shot. The fight happened in this country. Same thing needs to happen in this country for our boxers to be able to be rewarded accordingly because they are the principles of this sport of boxing. We'll just take a quick break and we'll come back with the voice notes. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Let's go to those voice notes then. Hi, Tabiso and Ubao Makasela on SA Disnas. Eh, man, city pala, Makasela, pala, Makasela. Eh, Bengalabane, Uspuzela, Poguba, Makasela, Manjango, Bengaba, Pala, Bapumi, Isan, Lange, Gazaman, Mind. Abakeba, Tring, Mshambasal, Bengaba, Palaba, Dino, and Yabata, to a new year's name, Jalon, Jalukutba, Buise, Peking, what is as fun and boxing world. Tina was as cool as this night, as he was uboni ratings, Sikwazuboni heroes, to his status is cartes and Namatel, not in Zedus's call, as Kavasha and Jalonjal. Tikin Tobano, Yana Beta, as Bakulisa, Yongo, Gunjangoba, Sisters and Development, Yongindo, Ingabanga, La Information, Kakulukas, Bakubek and Donina, each and every division, Ingaku. Good evening, Tabiso and Uprabongs. Uh, Tabiso, a few questions for Uprabongs. Firstly, um, does he think e-boxing can come back um, this year? Um, can he elaborate on, 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 on his answer, whether yes or no? And what does he think of what is currently happening in America, specifically top rank, where he they they have like boxing matches uh, or box fights? Let me just say fights for 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 and I think. Man, oh man, what can I say about Brabongs? He was my calm before the storm. The man that you have there is like the scholar Google of boxing. But more importantly, at the core of of who he is, he is an amazing person. He knows boxing like the back of his hand. And he's not afraid to share that knowledge with anyone who is willing to learn, uh, to know about boxing, to flip through the pages of history because often you can't you can't google that type of knowledge um, that brabongs has and for me that is something very special so uh, i'm very happy <laughs> often we celebrate people when they are non- no longer with us and i'm really happy that you're celebrating uh, a guru of this nature a man of his caliber and from me to you brabongs i say you were my calm before the storm because you really were you gave me your hand and you held mine really tight as I stepped into the realm of boxing. Okay, thanks for that. I'm sure you can recognize that voice, Brabongs, that beautiful voice there. It sounds like Jody Solomon. <laughs> it's our very own Romy Titus there right at the end there uh, saying it's been a pleasure it's a pleasure to work with you but for the sake of time I just want to go through quick questions there was a question from Mumnyuabe about the magazines he spoke about Boxing World do you think there's still space for those magazines? Uh, yes there is that is so but uh, what, what, what is required uh, is to get the buy-in of, uh, you know, Boxing South Africa, which is the regulatory body, uh, and also the sports ministry, because if you are going to go alone, that is so, the, the ship may sink even before, you know, it sails. Mm. Uh, but the fact remains, yes, there is a, a market for, for that. I was supposed to have uh, started my own publication last year, but uh, I shelved it for 
you know, later, <laughs> later, yes, whatever, mm. is, is going to happen because uh, <clears throat> the sport needs to be profiled in any way possible. Yeah, and on, on that note, I did see a magazine, I think it was Boxing Scene. I think that was that's the name of it. Somebody sent me a copy. Maybe we should profile the people who put that magazine together. But for the sake of time, Juicier wants to know, do you think boxing will come back this year? Are you referring to the current uh, situation? In, in South Africa, what? yes, the, the COVID-19 situation. Well, Tabiso, I'm, I'm, I'm always positive, uh, even when things don't look positive, because remember... You have got about 780, if not eight, uh, if not 800 licensed boxers, and the majority of those people are unemployed. So if you are going to be negative and say, no, it's not, is it because you are getting paid every month and those people are unable to fend for their families? So I'm optimistic that, you know, things will get better. Even if it means that they fight behind closed doors, the only challenge then will be that, you know, the government is spending money with the relief funds to make sure that it looks after its citizens. So not every single promoter will be able to do a tournament behind those doors because it requires a lot of money for boxers, trainers, managers, and officials to be quarantined. But I strongly believe that if heads are put together, a solution is found. Last one, you said that uh, the 10 p.m. slot for boxing on SABC is too late. What would be the ideal slot for boxing on the national broadcaster? There is no other way, Tabi. So go back to Sunday afternoon just after football where people are still glued on their television sets after football because that is the only way the likes of Baby Jake, Dingan, Welcome to became popular and easily recognized wherever they walked or went why the time was perfect for them to actually showcase their skills. And you would hear people in Texas on Monday talking about football, and immediately after talking about football, they would go to boxing. Hey, did you see Lily Boxer this and that? But today, <laughs> you will never hear that because 10 o'clock is just not on. And on Twitter, our colleague from Isola Zouza, Kelekaba, says, you've got a legend there, Tabi, so I learned a lot from Brabongs. The way he cares for boxers is amazing. He wants professionalism in boxing. He demands it from the boxers, promoters, and everybody around him, and he rubs off his passion to us younger writers, and I appreciate him. And I think, Zakes, you took the words out of my mouth there. That's exactly what I wanted to say. We've learned so much from Brabongs. We've received so many lead, leads of stories from Brabongs, and we followed them up on this show, and it's just a great man to have around and that's why we brought you on here, Brabongs, just to give you the respect that you deserve, sir. Yes, but credit goes to people who actually welcomed me in this profession. I mentioned them when we started the Billy Coopers yeah. of this world, the late H.P. Uh, Pongolo, Rafil Namane, also my former bosses, Mr. Melifin Nika and uh, Mr. Silo Rabutata, who actually brought me to Soweto when I was at Sapa to give me the opportunity to be able to, to communicate with the larger public uh, in through the Sowetan and also every individual person involved in the sport of boxing everything that I do I don't do it alone it's collective okay. without them I'm nothing we're gonna have to leave it there Bongani Makasel it's a pleasure talking to you we have to go to news